This is the Smooth Operator Podcast. I'm Adam Liette, Director of Operations for a seven-figure online business and eight-year veteran of Army Special Operations. On this show, we get into the tactical nitty-gritty of what it really takes to run a thriving online business because at the end of the day, operators lead the way. Welcome to today's episode of Smooth Operator. I'm Adam Liette. Thanks so much for joining me today. So a little bit more serious episode uh, as we get into some various things that have been top of mind lately. Um, definitely more serious than yesterday. If you didn't hear yesterday's episode, is really all about setting up your workspace and some of the various things that I like to have around me uh, in close proximity and, and how I've actually set myself up for success with my workspace and the various ways that you can do that as well, especially if you're finding yourself like this is going to be a profession for you. You're working remotely and this is going to be full-time. Um, if it's going to be a long-term thing, like you're going to love setting yourself up for success in that, right? So if you didn't hear that episode and you are in that position, go back one episode, check that out. And um, I'm happy to, I, I do owe you some pictures to put on the site uh, of the things I do have in my workspace that definitely help me out here. So earlier this week, I was transitioning out of a role that I've had for some time a role that I help create uh, as the like the really full-time operator within uh, the main company I've been working for. And I, I transitioned out of that day-to-day role to pursue some other interests. That being said, I still have a vested interest in that company. It's just at a different role now. But as part of my leaving the full-time capacity, uh, we, we definitely had like a, a farewell. And it was a quite emotional Zoom call. But one thing I really got out of it was I got to hear from my team members' mouths like the various ways that I had impacted their lives and their work lives. And it got me really thinking about how each of them was very distinctively different. Some, well, some were similar, but each one had their own little flavor. And there were different areas of support that I provided that met them all in a different way. So everyone had their own experience. Everyone had their own area where they went, Adam, you made such a difference because of X, Y, or Z. They were all distinctively different from one another and got me really thinking about the fact that like, you have to put on different hats at times. That's part of the role as an operator. You are, yes, you're in charge of keeping the trains running on time, keeping the company running even keeled, but you're also in the people business. You know, you have people and personalities that you're working with, that you're helping facilitate their work. And so, like, that comes with, you have to approach people in different ways. You have to sometimes put on a different face, put on a different uh, way of approaching things. You can't always approach things like a stone-cold operator, which I'll get into what that means in a second. Yeah, it, it really inspired me to think about these various roles that I've played and some things that have helped me uh, to play those roles, to be the person that my team or my team member needs me to be in that moment. So I just want to unpack a, a couple of the different roles that an operator will have. Uh, the first is the bread and butter. Uh, this is where you'll spend most of your time, and I just call this stone-cold operator. You know, what is a stone-cold operator? I mean, it's the guy who gets stuff done, guy or gal that gets stuff done. You are in charge of the company. You're in charge of keeping things running on time, making sure things run smoothly. And you need to do that job and not get flustered, never 
especially never let your team see that you're getting flustered. You need to keep things even and steady. Uh, one team member said it was, it was like there was always waves going on under the surface. We knew there were, but you kept them a bit uh, at bay. You handled the waves. You handled the turbulence and let us stay up here in our zone of genius while you took care of the turbulence. That was really interesting uh, to hear it that way uh, because there are it, it gets messy. You know, running a company, running people, running complex projects gets messy. Are you able to get your stuff done to pr- provide that even keel, that even platform for your team members to thrive in? That's your job to do. It's your job to provide that framework that they can work from and be able to then have success. And the weird thing about it is like, it's one of those, it's a thankless job in so many ways, because if you're doing it right, no one even knows it's getting done. They just recognize, oh, Adam's been busy. What has he been doing? I don't know, but everything's running great over here. That means you've done your job perfectly. You've taken care of things and gotten things organized and in the right place so they can do their best work and their best job and keep things moving forward in that capacity. And it's definitely something like you don't need cheerleading or an attaboy that you successfully did your job. You just do it and you get that done for the self-satisfaction of knowing that that's my job. That's what I do. It definitely does require you to be super organized, uh, able to see the forest for the trees. Um, If you're working on a big project, you know all of the little details that have to go into that. You don't rely on, it's really not your team members' responsibilities to remember all of that. That's your job. Um, And yeah, just keep that coal in the oven. You've got to fire up that train. Keep everyone moving forward uh, together. And a big way to do that is as the Stone Cold operator, you know, main project manager working on those uh, all under the under the hood tasks that just keep the company churning forward so your team members do not have to worry about that everything is already there for them uh, the second one is emotional support uh, so uh, a friend of mine uh, said that you know an entrepreneur is the motivational leader on a team but the operator is the emotional leader. So how does that sit with you? Like you are the emotional leader. People will come to you because your team is full of people. You're in the people business. Your team will look for you for support. They're going to come to you first with all of the stuff that gets built up. Not just work-related stuff, but you're going to hear about personal stuff that you're like, dude, why are you telling me about this stuff? Because they had to tell somebody. They had to tell somebody, especially if you're remote. We don't have the same structures that a office will have where you can go gossip in the coffee room or go out to lunch with someone and have that moment away. Your team is going to come to you and they're going to expect that outlet and expect for you to be an active listener. And that's really the trick I've learned on this is so often when people come to you, with their stuff that they just want to gripe about. They're not actually looking for a solution. They're just looking for someone to listen. Someone who can be on the other end of that conversation, just so they know they were able to get their emotions out, to get this out of their mouth 
and someone was listening to them. So do take notes and, and let them know you're actively listening. You are taking notes. It's not something you're always going to be able to solve on the spot. And you shouldn't put yourself up to that pressure to try to solve everything on the spot. But just to be an active listener, take notes and let them know what they want next. It's often as simple as that. Your team is human. They know you're human as well. They're not going to expect you to be Superman. If you go trying to solve all their problems for them, like it doesn't turn out well. I've made that mistake once where I tried to solve a problem actually within a team call. did not turn out well. It was super awkward. And I realized at the end of it, what did my team member really need to do? She just needed to express herself and know that someone was listening. So really, it's just everything will be determined by your reaction in that moment when a team member is in distress. How will you react? I would encourage silence and just listening. That's my number one tip. Just listen. And if they ask you to solve it, you know, try to punt that and say, let me take it. Let me think about this. Let me meet with the CEO or meet with so-and-so, who maybe their line supervisor, whatever. Don't, you don't always have to solve it on the spot. Don't give yourself that pressure. Instead, just listen. Okay? So that's really the best thing you can do as far as emotional support goes. Listen, take notes, circle back to it in leadership meetings or in other meetings and try to solve it at that front. But just be that listener when their team member is in distress. Okay, despite the fact that the CEO is the motivational leader, often that does fall to you as well. So that's really the third one. You do have some motivational leadership to do as an operator. Oh, man, you got to get the team fired up You know, when you're moving through big projects or you're getting ready for a major promotion. My team always knows when it's coming to Black Friday because I'm like a giddy schoolgirl. I love Black Friday. It's my favorite time of the year because I get a nonstop endorphin rush, rush from sales, to be perfectly honest. Sales pump me up. And so Black Friday is like that nonstop, never-ending endorphin drip where it's just continuous sale, 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 sale. You know, you're getting them several times, you know, sometimes several times a minute if you're doing it right. So motivating your team and letting them know, yeah, this is going to kind of suck, but look how excited I am. Like Just seeing that excitement on your face will go a long way uh, because they do appreciate that. They will look... To, uh, to you to inspire them through the various tasks that need completed. And, and that's just a simple fact of the matter. Uh, your CEO can definitely help out with this. Uh, but because you're their emotional support, sometimes uh, coming from you can often be even more significant. So sharing in that enthusiasm and that motivation is a huge factor. Uh, really, the final thing is in counselor. Now, you are a counselor to your team members. Uh, what are we looking for when we hire team members? Are we looking for, I mean, there are various types, of course. You know, sometimes we're just hiring that VA that we don't ever expect or really want to progress. We just need them to do those tasks for us, get those tasks all of, off of our desk. Um, but for a team member that you're looking to ascend, I recently ran through this with two different team members where I, I hired them with the deliberate intention of, yep, you're going to start and you're going to start at these, you know, skill level one task. And I'm going to quickly ascend you into higher level stuff that I'm trying to get off my desk. So you're you're definitely part of that. You're part of their career advancement, helping team members continue to grow, giving them uh, training, different books. I've bought number of books for team members, just had them sent to their house, said, hey, read this book. Or, hey, I got this 
training series in my Dropbox. Let me share it with you. Uh, so providing that is a huge factor to what you're doing and anything you can do to help continue their progression, to help answer those questions so they continue to grow with the company. And you're doing that long-term retention of your, your team members and helping them move up as well. Because that's how we all started, right? No one starts as an operator. We always started it somewhere else and found ourselves in a more advanced position. At least I don't think anyone starts as an operator. We all got in the online game at some point. I My first online job was like Facebook posting. It was literally, you could have paid someone in the Philippines five bucks an hour. And I didn't get much more than that, but it was my way in. Um, so yeah, reciprocate. Do that now to your team members. Help them grow. And with that, as counselors, sometimes you're going to have to do conflict resolution. It's inevitable in, inside a company where someone's going to think something, someone should be doing something or someone's going to have a problem with someone. I don't like it either. I'm really not good on conflict resolution where I just want to tell them all to shut up and just get on with it. But again, sometimes being that active listener can, can definitely take you a long way. Uh, there are various things you can do from the project management side. Uh, oftentimes conflicts, especially on remote teams, are less interpersonal, more professional. So if it's someone not accomplishing their job or someone being late or behind, that's something that you can solve from the project manager perspective as the operator. Uh, so the conflict resolution is certainly part of it and making sure that everyone feels supported and they can come to you when they do have conflicts. All right, that was kind of a quick run through of like four of the areas where I've known you know, different personalities, different leadership uh, attributes that I've had to bring uh, to the team. Um, like I said, let's review. It's uh, number one, bread and butter is to be a, that stone cold operator. Just get stuff done. Uh, number two, uh, provide emotional support to your team, especially through the skill of active listening. Uh, being a motivational leader, getting your team fired up for when those big moments or uh, big projects come around. And yet, career counselor, I mean, you are helping people in their career, helping them to advance. So seeing opportunities for them, ways they can up their game and move into higher levels in the company, that's if you're their front first line manager, you're their supervisor, like that's part of the job. And so accepting all of these things for what they are, uh, we're all going to have our strengths for sure. Uh, but these are all the things that I've noticed I've had to use in my time as an operator running a, a large organization. All right. Well, I hope this helped. Um, anyway, if you have any questions, please do shout, uh, send me an email. It's adam at adamliet.com. I'd love to hear any suggestions or anything you'd like me to cover in a future episode. I'm, as I mentioned last week, I'm recording one episode a day for the next year at the advice of, uh, one of my mentors. Uh, so there'll be plenty of episodes. I have a large list of ideas, but, um, always eager to dive into the things that you want to hear more about. All right. So until tomorrow, this is Adam from Smooth Operator. See you then. Yeah, real quick before you bounce out here, I put together a free training on how you can run your business like a special operator through five simple universal truths. Get started today at www.adamliette.com soft. That's A-D-A-M-L-I-E-T-T-E dot com slash S-O-F.